Welcome to POP. My name is Pastor Tony Katko, and this is a shortened version of our sermon from May 8th. The focus this week is valuing people over theology. I'll start with our reading, which is Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 20, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Jesus says this, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Martin Luther once said that scripture has a wax nose. You can bend it any way you want. And he said this because just because someone quotes the Bible doesn't mean that they've got it figured out. There are so many ways to interpret scripture, to twist its meaning. So how do you know who's right? How do you know who's doing God's work and who isn't? And in our reading, Jesus says, look, you'll know them by their fruit. A good person produces good fruit. It's that simple. It doesn't matter how good someone's ideas may sound. If their ideology is causing more pain than good in the world, then something's not right. Don't follow them. There's this time when Jesus was walking with his disciples on the Sabbath, and the disciples started picking grain from a field to eat it. And the Pharisees called them out for this because they're breaking the Sabbath law. And they were right. The Ten Commandments say you're not allowed to do any work on the Sabbath. And in a culture like this, an agrarian culture, picking grain counts as work. But here's how Jesus responds to them. Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. Jesus admits here that the disciples are not following the Sabbath law, just like there was a time when David didn't follow the law. But it doesn't matter because when David broke the law, he was doing what was best for his people. And the larger point of all the laws is what's good for all people. They're meant to be tools to help us love our neighbors as ourselves. So when the disciples technically break the law of the Sabbath, they do it because they need to eat. They're not overworking themselves or overworking anyone else. And that's what the Sabbath is supposed to prevent. The Sabbath, like all religious practices, are meant to serve the good of humankind, not the other way around. When I did my summer chaplaincy in seminary, we got a call one day from the labor and delivery floor that a family had a stillbirth. And they were Catholics, so they requested that a priest come and baptize their child. Now, the way that it worked at that hospital is the priests were on a rotation for who was on call, and so we called the on-call priest that day, and he said he would not come and do it, because baptism is meant for the living. That would not be a proper use of the sacrament. So just tell the family, don't worry, the baby is already in heaven. But instead of telling the family that, we called a different priest on the list who did come over. And when he came into that room, 
Of course, it was this heartbreaking scene. And it wasn't just the parents, it looked like there were a few generations of people in this family in that small hospital room. And as the priest baptized this infant, this family knew that something holy was going on. In some way, God was marking this boy as a child of God. Now, after we left, I talked with the priests. I told him, you know, honestly, the first priest we called wouldn't come. He said that baptism was meant for the living and this wouldn't be proper. What do you think about that? And the priest surprised me. He said, I agree. Baptism is meant for the living, not the dead. This practice of baptism is technically bad theology, but I would do it again because it's what the family needed. In that moment, baptism was a way for them to experience God's love. And who am I to withhold God's love from someone? See, showing God's love is always good fruit. Jen Hatmaker is a Christian author, but a few years ago, her career took a big hit because she started openly affirming the LGBTQ community. Lifeway stopped selling her books, she lost speaking engagements, she even lost friendships and other relationships in the church. But I came across this interview where she talked about why it was worth it to come out as affirming. And here's what she said. Basically, Jesus is like, okay, well, some things are hard to understand. So when you're not sure, when there's something that feels ambiguous or there's tension around its interpretation, look to the fruit. The fruit is going to tell you the truth because ultimately, however you slice it, a good tree is gonna bear good fruit and a bad tree is gonna bear bad fruit. And so it was the fruit that I couldn't sleep over. When I looked to the fruit of a non-affirming Christian tree, the fruit was so universally bad. It was suicide, broken families. It was folks kicked out of their churches. It was homeless teenagers. It was self-hatred and self-harm and depression, crushing loneliness, self-imposed separation from God. If we are being honest, the fruit of that tree is rotten. Now I know not everyone is in the same place with how we interpret these seven verses in the Bible that talk about sexuality. And I think that's okay. Now I am convinced by the scholars that argue the Bible doesn't actually prohibit same-sex or same-gender relationships between consenting adults. It's more likely talking about married men who are cheating on their wives with other men, or the Roman custom of grown men having relationships with young boys, so it's different from what we think. But even if we don't get into that argument, just look at the fruit of communities that affirm versus those that don't. One of the things the pandemic opened our eyes to is this mental health crisis. And youth, this is a huge problem with youth, but especially LGBTQ youth who are particularly vulnerable. LGBTQ youth are more than four times as likely to attempt suicide than their peers. But there's this other study that showed that having at least one accepting adult can reduce the risk of suicide attempt among LGBTQ young people by 40%. That's not even talking about a parent and family acceptance is huge. That's just one accepting adult in their life. Have you ever considered that you could be that adult in someone's life? Being open and affirming to those who are so often rejected being clear that they are loved by God just like everyone else, that is an opportunity to show God's love 
and showing God's love is always good fruit. So my prayer for us is that the love of Christ would keep growing in us, keep challenging us, even change our ideas when they need to be changed so that we can bear good fruit. Thank you.